Good afternoon, this is John England. I am a professor of English at Oklahoma City Community College and I'm giving you a discussion today on the Chinese religions. I've covered in other podcasts Buddhism, so we'll, we'll, we'll focus on here uh, Taoism and Confucianism. Uh, if you think of the names themselves, Taoism and Confucianism, they really sound more like philosophies that are connected to the religious thinking of the day, almost like a way to live in a community of other people who are connected to some kind of code. Uh, so the Chinese religions tend to be quite different from the Western religions, and I believe even uh, in India and in Hinduism, they tend to be quite different. Uh, they are religious in nature. Uh, they wear robes and things like that, and uh, they practice the ritual traditions and have their sets of rules and regulations and sacred texts. But there is that sense of philosophical thought as part of the process. When we think of uh, the Chinese religions, we think of three people that two at least we, we can provide some kind of evidence that they existed, but we're not so sure about the, the first. And you'll have to excuse my pronunciation. I am from the Midwest, so Midwest in Oklahoma and uh, other places, Missouri as well. So we have Laozi. Uh, that's uh, kind of the patriarch father of Taoism. Then we have obviously Confucius. And then, of course, we have Buddhism. You could say that uh, at some point in history, people may have practiced a mixture of Taoism, a mixture of Confucianism, and some elements of Buddhism too. There are some, some relationships between all three that became integrated into, into China a very long time ago. What I won't do in this podcast particularly is go into the uh, various Chinese patriarchs um, and dynasties, if you want to call it the dynasties. I'm not going to go into that so much. But I would like to start with Taoism and a big question from the Tao is, what is the Tao? Uh, you can pronounce that as T-A-O. Uh, you see it that way, but you also see it as D-A-O. Uh, so we're, we're going to go with the, it's somewhere between D and T. <laughs> so we'll, we'll call it the Tao. Here is a quote from the Tao. De Jing, one of the texts that we could say was around 650. 104 BCE, that gives you a, a certain time period, a little bit before uh, Buddha. So that also gives you kind of a framework on uh, when the sacred texts were uh, written down and transmitted orally. Here's the quote. There was something undefined and complete existing before heaven and earth. How still it was, how formless, standing alone and undergoing no change, 
reaching everywhere with no danger of being exhausted. It may be regarded as Mother Nature, Mother of all things. Truthfully, it has no name, but I call it Tao. It's a beautiful quote, this concept of the formlessness of nature, uh, nature interacting uh, with human beings, the wind element, the earth element, uh, the fire element, the metal element. So we're talking about elements here, and a lot of you may be familiar with these concepts of the element from pop culture these days, uh, from Pokemon, and also from uh, other television shows uh, that deal with this you know, Chinese, uh, traditional Chinese medicine, looking at the different elements as a method of uh, understanding human nature and illness. So all of that is part of the Tao. It's a flow. Something else related to this quote is Star Wars. Star Wars is very much connected to the uh, philosophy of Taoism. George Lucas integrated Asian religions into his characters, and Taoism could be called, yes, I'm going to say it, the Force. May the Force be with you. That is the Tao. If you listen to Yoda talking to uh, Luke Skywalker in Empire, uh, Empire, the, the Empire Strikes Back, um, he very much covers this concept of the Tao and explains it uh, briefly to Luke Skywalker and how the Tao flows through us. We have these energies inside of us that maybe we don't even understand or know, but these energies are part of this system and you can't even call it a system. It's You don't want to name it. If you name it too much and identify it too much, then it loses its uh, its authenticity in some ways. So a way to think of the Tao and this concept of heaven and earth, this formlessness and change, Mother Nature, uh, you want to keep it, uh, keep it open and fresh. It's like walking outside into the wind. You don't try to measure the wind's force upon you. Uh, you don't find out that it's going a certain kilometers or mile per hour. You don't do that with a Tao. You just you just let go. You really just let go. That's that's the Tao uh, in terms of uh, Chinese tradition. Uh, you might take a look at Jet Li's Fearless. That's a movie. Uh, try to watch that movie. That covers the Tao as well. He struggles. Uh, with his body, with conflict, with his mother uh, passing away. I believe she passes away. But he's just downtrodden in his life, this particular movie, Fearless, the, the main character. And he's out of balance. He's It's like your spinal column. It's He has some scoliosis of suffering that exists within his life. And... He doesn't know how to balance himself. And the good news is he goes to nature to a village. He starts planting rice. He starts healing uh, by just the elements themselves, the earth element, 
the wind element, the community of people that are there planting rice with him, something small, just planting rice. He was able to get in contact uh, with his inner self. Uh, that We could call that the inner Tao. The outer Tao would be the, the universe. The inner Tao uh, would be the universe within oneself. So take a look at Jet Li's Fearless. Even the word fearless, how can you be fearless? Well, when you become the wind element, when you become the earth element, when you become the fire element, uh, that burning desire within self that's mastered, when you become all these elements, then, then you're free. Uh, there's a freedom there that's beyond hierarchy, that's beyond control. You have to surrender to the force you have to surrender to the Tao. When you think of the Tao, language itself cannot define it. But the best definition that I have is it's the way of the universe. It is what it is. Uh, to use some religious terms, it's, it's more imminent with a connection to nature. Some people think of, you know, nature or other things being transcendent, that God is outside of the universe. Uh, it, within the Taoist perspective, the universe is the Tao. So it's imminent, it's here, it's now. There's nothing to transcend to. Uh, you're, you, there's nothing to escape towards. It's non-dualistic. Uh, and a good example of that is fire burning. If a, if a small fire starts, it, the fire element burns down the forest. The fire doesn't have a consciousness, so to say. It just does what it does. It burns down the forest. And people are frightened of the fire. They don't have enough water element to put it out. But it, the fire's just burning. There's nothing that it's doing that's causing uh, destruction, even though it's causing destruction. It is what it is. If you light a candle, uh, you have control over the fire. The fire is, is beautiful. It's a little flame. Even though you feel that sense of the flame, a little danger, it's still non-dualistic. And if you try to make it dualistic, then you're misunderstanding uh, the way of the universe. So non-dualism is a good word to use here. That word's also used in Buddhism, non-dualism, and also in Hindu philosophy, non-dualism. The idea is your inner nature, your heart is pure and non-dualistic at, at its most inner level. And if you can see that, then and live that way through your heart, uh, then there's nothing you need to master. It's always there with you. You're always connected to it. So the purpose of the Tao then is to follow the path of nature without distinction, without division, and without hierarchy.
What are the elements of Taoism? I mentioned the inner power. We could call that D-E, duh, um, D-U-H, duh, inner power. Let's just use the word inner power. The Tao is internalized within us. Think of the perfect dance routine after you've learned all the instructions. Uh, the human dance represents this inner power. The movements represent this inner power. It's very much different than karma. Karma is dualistic. There are consequences with karma. You might ask, well, how can you live in this perfect harmonious way uh, without consequences? Uh, are you fooling yourself? That sort of thing. Nevertheless, uh, the inner power is action uh, without moral consequence. As we know, karma means to do or to act. And the inner power here is action without moral consequence. I would say there's some cosmic consequences involved because every movement, there's some kind of chain reaction. Uh, but let's, let's keep it simple for now that the, our inner power is action without moral consequence. Uh, that doesn't mean you go off and kill people. Uh, there are no consequences. That's not what the Tao's about. It's the system of, of morality within uh, the, the connections to nature, which is supposed to make you a better person. However, defining an action from a Taoist perspective as immoral does create a dualistic system. Let's think elements of Taoism. Uh, one element is Wu Wei. Uh, that's spelled W-U slash W-E-I in English. Wu Wei. That means non-doing. Uh, it means spontaneous effortlessness. Imagine just sitting on a bench like Forrest Gump in the movie. And he's watching the sky and something is floating in the sky towards him in the opening scene. It's, I believe, a feather. Or, yeah, I believe it's a feather. So it's just floating to him. It doesn't have any kind of action. It doesn't mean to fall in Forrest Gump's area. It just happens to do it. It's following its own example. It's mirroring nature's simple actions. That's Wu Wei. And if you've learned the guitar, if you've played the guitar and you've learned all the chords and notes, and you've played it hard for like 10 or 15 years, then it becomes natural to you. And you just pick it up and you just play a beautiful song or harmony. There's nothing that you're forcing yourself to do. Beautiful music comes out. If you like to run, there's something called the runner's high. And that is part of the, the concept of Taoism, uh, a runner's high. I've gotten that before uh, when running, uh, you're breathing heavily, you can't breathe, but at some point you're just in this stride. 
and the stride itself just carries you for miles and miles until the end of the race. That's Wu Wei. Picking cotton in a field, picking rice in a field, doing it without obstruction, without confusion, just going in a pattern and sort of being in this open space of awareness, that's Wu Wei. That's non-doing. You're actually doing something, but you're doing it in a way that there's you're, you're just kind of striding through space eloquently without some kind of uh, moral system involved. It's a good way to live, don't you think? So Wu Wei, Wu Wei, I like to call it also Wu Wei. <laughs> Wu Wei is relinquishing pointless struggles and doing away with heedless, delusional, and inefficient approaches for undertaking whatever task is at hand. Relinquishing struggle, relinquishing doing, relinquishing delusion and inefficiency. I paused a second because there's a space, a lightness that exists in that space. And I'm not struggling with my talk. I'm not in any kind of conflict. There's nothing inefficient here going on. I'm just undertaking this task in a very relaxed way. That's what way. There's also something called Shifei that could be roughly translated as this, not this. So this is, not, is dualistic, not this is also dualistic. So we have to think in that way. It's the abandonment of judgment, the abandonment of distinction, and always viewing reality non-dualistically. The abandonment seems to be dualistic, but it really isn't. You're not judging, you're not distinguishing, you're not being a taxonomic classifier. <laughs> breaking down things into its parts you're not analyzing either. It's very non-Western, this concept of non-dualism. It's very non-Western. You do not see this so much in the Western traditions. The right path to this may be the not this, the wrong path for another person. Judging, evaluating, criticizing. That's language we utter and not always the nature of reality. Fighting with others, making arguments. That's, you know, Aristotle said, the faculty of observing in any given place the available means of persuasion is rhetoric or argument. Aristotle's Western. We like to argue. We like to break down concepts. We like to create claims and identify and analyze. Shifei, no. 
Let's not go there. Let's remain in a non-judgmental manner. There's something called Ming, M-I-N-G, which basically just means name for us in this particular purpose. As soon as you name something, you identify it. If an object is defined, once again, we limit the possibilities of the Tao. Think of cannabis. Wait a second, it's not cannabis, it's marijuana. Oh, wait a second, it's not marijuana, it's hemp seed. <laughs> um, think about identities. We have this in terms of American culture and any culture. Uh, we all have identities. Uh, Mexican, is that right? How about Chicano? Is that Mexican? Latina, Latino, African-American? White, European, Caucasian, Native American. We're already breaking down ourselves into identities that separate us from a Taoistic perspective. There's that quote um, that I've heard many times in the African American tradition. Black is beautiful. And I do love the quote. I say it sometimes. Black is beautiful. From a Taoistic perspective, everything is beautiful. We're certainly not trying to uh, say anything political here. We're just analyzing how the Taoist perspective uh, doesn't necessarily go into the details of, of particular racial identity and those sorts of elements or socioeconomic status. It's very, it's very different from the way we have have been grown, grown up in the United States, for instance. Probably one of the famous words of Taoism would just simply be chi. Chi is energy. Uh, the Hindu uh, tend to call it um, prana. Yeah, prana. I believe that's the Sanskrit term. Uh, in the elements of Tao, we, we'll, we'll call it chi, qi. That's the vital energy. That's your breath. That's your life force pervading the universe. And if you breathe in chi and hold your breath, you, you can feel the energy. Don't hold it too long, maybe 30 minutes. If you continue holding your breath, uh, you'll feel yourself warm up and sweat, actually. That's chi, that's vital energy, that's your breath. That's your life force uh, pervading the universe and also pervading the self. There's a saying in Taoism that matter arises from qi. I'm thinking qi as energy from an Einsteinian perspective. Energy equals mass or matter times the speed of light squared. Here we have matter arising from energy from the Taoistic perspective. So we focus less on matter. Matter is simply one form of, of the energy flow. Matter would be the earth element, for instance. That's, that's the earth element. But she's much more than that. She's the wood element. She is the fire element. She's the earth element. She's the metal element. 
Chi is the water element. And all these elements vibrate, they're balanced, they're free flowing. Uh, yes, they do change. You can change wood to fire by burning it. Uh, you can change earth. You can dig into the earth to find metal. Uh, there's water element within the earth itself and within the sky. And there tends to be a balance and free flow of chi that if we can connect to it and balance it, now we're going dualistic. Uh, there's a sense that it'll provide us good health. There's good um, things going on in terms of, uh, I said traditional Chinese medicine before. Uh, that's personified in acupuncture. There's an acupressure place just down the street from me. I've never tried it. And there are some acupuncture places that also are connected to the chiropractic world uh, within just my state, and I assume in all states. There's also feng shui, like a flow. How do you create that perfect chi within your household? How do you arrange the furniture? Furniture, uh, North, south, east, west, what's the best uh, place to put a door? <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, Taoism uh, jobs kind of play into this. Uh, Chinese brought us massage therapy. Uh, astrolo astrology. You can look at that from the Taoist perspective. Numerology, dietetics, alchemy, exorcisms even. Alchemy would be chemistry. And that would be looking at the different elements of the way of the universe and putting those in, into some kind of order, which is very dualistic. Although the Tao can be very non-dualistic, it certainly was looked at upon in a dualistic manner too. Here's another good quote. Not only do we experience our bodies as being comprised of patterns and flows of chi, think of your veins, for instance, oxygen and carbon dioxide movement, but also come to understand that emotions and thoughts are also forms of energy. So when you think, do you ever get a headache because you're thinking too much? Uh, thoughts are energy, according to Taoism. These insights give rise then to the potential for newly powerful and deliciously creative action. If thoughts are energy, then the way we think, and this is cognitive behavioral therapy within psychology, uh, the way we think produces energetic results of chi flowing through the body in a certain manner. So if we have a negative thinking process, you know, the chi is not saying you are negative, you're doing wrong things. It simply just flows in the direction uh, that you produce it. And if you're thinking positive things, that chi is going to flow as well. It's not thinking I'm flowing because he did this or did that. The chi just flows. So I do like that perspective on the Taoism. There's also yin yang. Yin yang or yin yang. 
The definition is all phenomena change into their opposites in an eternal cycle of reversal. Uh, this is the masculine and feminine element within our bodies. From a Taoist perspective, you may be male or female or something else from a presentational perspective, how you identify yourself. But within your body, Qi is both masculine and feminine. There is masculine and feminine energy. There's sacred energy going through your body. That's either masculine or feminism. It's either the moon or the sun. And they are connected in their pattern. And you've probably seen the yin-yang symbol. And you've seen how the white connects to the black dot. And the black dot connects to the white area. And vice versa. It's like presence and absence. Um, a virus is present in our bodies. But we also have the antibody. It's sort of like a good metaphor for yin-yang. Uh, we view the moon as light during the absence of the sun, even though the sun produces the moon's light. So within the moon, there's the sun's reflection, the yin-yang. The yin is feminine. The yang is considered masculine. Again, that seems to be dualistic by identifying but, hey, we live in a weird world of dualism. So we do what we can when we're talking about these ideas. So yin-yang, yin is feminine. Yin is the earth. Yin is the moon. Yin is darkness. Yin is completion. The opposite yang is masculine. Yang is the sun. Yang is creation. Yang is activity, movement. Yang is the sky. When the qi of yin and yang are not in harmony, all things will be harmed. When the two have successful intercourse and achieve harmony, all things will be produced. So a final summary of Taoism. There are no boundaries of separate humankind, the domain of nature and the supernatural. There are no boundaries. He does not define himself. Therefore, he is distinct, says the Tao. Human actionless produces cosmic consequences. Human action produces cosmic consequences. He is not proud of his work. And therefore, the work endures. I love that. Life without fame, life without wealth or power, leads to the richest life. Banish human kindness, discard morality, and the people will be dutiful and compassionate. We're playing around with language here, but it's part of the Tao. Life is to be lived simply according to the Tao. Give them simplicity to look at. Give them selflessness and fewness of desires. Think of all the desires that we have within our culture. Um, the Tao is very much a desireless conception. Simplicity is the way.
and so is the force. So I end simply with, may the force be with you. May the Tao be with you. We will continue on with this podcast and talk more about Confucianism uh, the next time. Thank you for listening.